everyone, and welcome back to the Coffee with Shay or Shy podcast. Um, it, it has been an incredible response to all of these guests that are coming on to my podcast. It has been also really exciting to get to know every single person because I'm doing something that's very out of my comfort zone and having conversations with strangers. So some of these people I do know, or, you know, some people are mutuals, but it's not like I've sat and had like intentional conversation with each person. And so getting this opportunity to have intentional conversations with everyone is really, really fun because it allows me the opportunity to get to know people on a very personal level. And some of these podcast episodes have been very, very deep. I am lucky that half of this is going to be deep and that half of this is going to be kind of fun and silly, which is great because I feel like I've been in therapy for like the past couple of episodes and I'm just like pouring my heart out and sometimes it gets a little exhausting to sit and pour your heart out with guests and like you're just crying and they're crying and um, but everyone has been so nice and so thankful for this podcast and I'm so glad that I get to give people a platform. Um, even if my platform is small, my platform is still mighty and it gives people the opportunity to connect with people who are like-minded like them. So with all that said, I'm excited to bring on today's guest. We are actually TikTok mutuals and this is really funny because I'm going to tell her this now. I remember following you for a long time on TikTok and I really liked your just like daily vlogs. And I was like, I think I've got to get her attention because I feel like we'd be really good mutuals. I feel like we really would be. And I think I had slowly gotten your attention by like commenting on your stuff. And I I need to keep up with commenting. I'm so bad about it with TikTok mutuals. Yeah. But <laughs> but I was like, if I just get her attention, like she'll she'll get it. She'll like be yeah. like our friend. <laughs> and you did. You got my attention. I was like, I have to follow this girl. So with all that being said, now that I've embarrassed myself, you know, cause I, I, there are a lot of mutuals that I've done that too. I'm like, I'll comment. I'll be like, come on, come on. And you have a, a little bit bigger of a platform than I do. So that's kind of why it was like, I don't know if she's going to notice. She gets a lot of comments and stuff, but with all of that said, welcome our guest Lexi, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and yeah, we'll take it from there. First of all, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I'm so excited to be here and to have this conversation. Um, but yeah, I'm Lexi. My TikTok is at Dramatic Vegetarian um, for some reason. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, I post on TikTok. I do like daily vlogs, pretty low-key chill vibes because um, I don't have any energy to do anything else. And I obviously post a little bit about being vegetarian. Um the meals I'm making, the meals I'm eating. Uh, yeah, I have two cats. I'm 24. I work two jobs and that's just me, I guess. <laughs> you have so much more strength than I do to work two jobs, but I also understand that in today's economy, it's kind of like you can't not work two jobs. Yeah. Maybe I, I want to be a little nosy. Why is it? Is that why you work two jobs? Because this economy is tough. Yeah, the economy is tough and everything is so expensive. Um, yeah, and I've had like two jobs literally since I was like 17. So it's gotten like a lot easier now. Um, but yeah, sometimes, and I think you can really see it in my TikToks when I'm going through like a burnout phase. Um, it's very evident, but thankfully right now I'm in a good spot and have like a good balance. But yeah, 
it's it's definitely challenging I would love to just work 40 hours but you know (laughs) we do what we have to yeah you do what you have to like if I didn't have my partner's income I wouldn't be able to like survive in today's economy I'll be very honest yeah it's not an economy meant for like single people like I lived alone for a little bit and I was like I literally can't do this it's draining me but thankfully I have a great roommate now so I know you do live with a roommate which is interesting because I think you've been living together for a while right yep we just uh, moved into our second apartment together uh in July so a little over a year and we were friends in college we lived together for a little bit like after I graduated and then we things just kind of the stars aligned and we had an opportunity to move in again and it's been so great it's fun living with like your best friend and I'm sure it like I've never lived with a partner, but I'm sure that's like so great just to have like a companion is so beautiful. It's interesting because I grew up in pretty much like a single child home for a while. So most of my years was single child. My brother left the house, I think I was like seven or eight. And then my sister lived in the house for like a year. My brother had lived in the house, but I was already in college by the time my brother had came back into the house. So it's really weird because my parents left me alone to be by myself all the time. And now I have like somebody that wants to be with me 24-7. Like we're sitting on the couch together. We're, you know, we're laying in bed together. We're at our little computer desk together. And it's like, I never get a moment alone, but also at the same time, like I kind of like companionship. I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely like an introvert by nature. So I feel like I can feel that way sometimes too. But then when I am alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss, I miss Allie. (laughs) I'm going to go over to her room and see what she's doing like five minutes after being alone. So it's, it really is like, I don't know. It's, it's fun, but it's interesting. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting dynamic that you really have to like get used to. I feel like um, almost every roommate I've ever had, I, I don't think Alexia's listening to this, but I really like Alexia. Um, almost every roommate I had in college literally was about to send me to the psych ward. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like it was it was too much. Yep. Yeah. I would <laughs> I had one year that was like truly I was if my lease doesn't end soon, I don't know what's gonna happen because this is not well. And then it was literally COVID year. And our landlords signed our lease out from underneath us. So April, 2020, they kicked us out. And so, but thankfully my other friend let me crash on her house and her couch. And then we ended up living together for a year and it was beautiful. But it was like, I think maybe I caused them to kick us out early because I was like, get me out of here too much. I, college is such an interesting time. It's actually, um, I, I feel like when I started my healing journey is when I started, when I went to college and I started counseling in college. Did you ever utilize counseling like on your college campus? Yeah. My sophomore year, I went pretty consistently and then I just couldn't get in the rest of the time there with COVID and everything. I had something very like, not really necessarily traumatic, but a bad decision that I had made. And it was like, they're like, oh, you need to go to counseling and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll go to counseling. And my counselor was really the, I want to say the first person that really like called me out on my bullshit. Mm -hmm. I want to say like the first person who looked at me and was like, come Come on. on. 
<laughs> get your shit together and sometimes that's all you need <laughs> and they really like they called me out on my on my bullshit and it was also because it was a queer space it was the first time mm-hmm. I ever like came out and was like I'm queer like a hundred percent it was the mm-hmm. first time I felt like I had a safe space to be able to like process it and I think a lot had to do with the fact that they were also like a trans man and so it gave me so much freedom to be able to talk about you know what's going on with my myself and like mm-hmm. why was I noticing girls the way that I was and like kind of stuff like that is kind of things yeah. that I remember pivotal moments of things that I first worked on in counseling yeah that's so amazing that you had like a good experience I know like maybe it was just my college but a lot of people did not have a good experience at the campus counselor center counseling center excuse me um which is really hard because then when you have like a bad therapist or a therapist that you don't mesh with it's hard to get the courage to like go back so I'm very glad that you had a good experience and I had a pretty fairly good experience my first time around but they gave me a man and I was like I don't want to talk to him man I was like no oh like I I was like how do I relate to this man like I don't want to explain any but he was nice nonetheless. <laughs> that's funny because my psychologist is a man and I don't really like him, but he's like the only one that's like in network for me. And so I kind of just like deal with him as best as I can. And it's frustrating because so I I take ADHD medication and mm-hmm. in order to take ADHD medication, you have to like get drug tested very often. Mm-hmm. To make sure you're not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um I don't, I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if they can detect if you're abusing your medication or not. Um, but he did that. And then he also made me do a heart test and I found I remember this- you posting about that. Yeah. And I was like really uncomfortable with it because I found out that like they charged me for the heart test and they weren't supposed to. So I got really frustrated with him and, and I've had frustrations with him, but he's also the first doctor that's looked at me and is like, I don't know if you have bipolar disorder. And you were like, okay. Yeah. And I've been two doctors before were like, yeah, you definitely have bipolar disorder. And he's looking at me and he's yeah. like, you just don't fit the criteria of what I'm looking for. Okay. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> it all has to look the same or. Yeah. So what do you think it is? Like, and I'm confused because I'm like, what do you think it is? Right. Can you offer counter advice? Right. But I will say I am thankful that I have a a bunch of other diagnoses that I've been kind of sitting on and Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that he's like, okay, let's figure out what this diagnosis are and you know, we'll run through some tests and stuff like that. So that's been really nice, but it's just been a why do I want a man <laughs> that's just it exactly like whenever I go to like the doctor or anything they're like do you have any preference I'm like I would like a woman I'm sorry <laughs> like, like I don't want to I don't want to tell a man my problems uh or have them look at me in any way please uh <laughs> exactly because I I felt from the minute that he, that I saw him I was like you're definitely going to be invalidating yeah you're definitely yeah. going but I will say like like I said the you know getting tested for stuff and also like the medication so my Vivans 
if you just buy like buy vans even with insurance it's so expensive yeah so I was like can we try Adderall because it'll be a little less cheaper or it'll be a little less expensive it'll be a little cheaper he goes okay we can try that and he's been very good about like okay you know trying to make it as cheap as possible for me and and that kind of stuff so it's good but I wouldn't have a, a man as my therapist though yeah yeah did you have to so you just moved right so did you have to like go through a whole new trial process of trying to find new people for all like new psychologist psychologists and therapists yes um, so right now I'm actually in the process of finding a new therapist I love you Michelle I know you're not listening but I love <laughs> you um and I miss you and I'm yeah. sorry. um but the issue with her is her not taking my insurance, which I could talk forever and ever about insurance. So I actually called a woman today um, and she seemed pretty nice. I I don't know if I'm the only person, but I'm really picky about what the person looks like. Um, I get very ageist about therapists because if they're, if they're over like a certain age, I don't think that they're going to be able to help me. I think yeah. they have knowledge, but I don't think they're going to be able to help me. I need someone that's going to relate to me. Yeah, maybe not suitable for you. Yeah, and I think they're suitable for somebody, just exactly. not maybe a 25-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm in that process of going back to therapy, but I remember my first, like, legit therapist, I had counselors, and then my first legit therapist, she was not very helpful. Like, she helped me get through grief, but she was not very helpful, and then... I ended up going to, you know, my therapist after that and I miss her. When you have to leave a good therapist, it's really, really hard. Yeah, it's challenging. Are you currently in therapy right now? Yeah, I'm finally back in therapy. Uh, I went, I, me and my therapist are on like a every couple weeks schedule, but we had to miss our week last week. So I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Please pick up the phone. I need to talk to you. We need to have a chit chat. We can't just yeah. come on. Yep. But uh, I just started going to her like this summer and it's been so helpful. Like she has been the best therapist I've had thus far. Like she's very like she listens to me about anything and like validates every one of my emotions, which is like, I don't know, should be the bare minimum to ask, <laughs> but it's it's comforting. And then she'll offer advice, but not in like a how could you like not just figure that out way, you know? Mm-hmm. I had um, a therapist on my podcast not too long ago. Um, I think back, it's been a couple months. And one of the things that her and I had talked about, and she said, what do you wish people knew about therapy? And this is a question I'm going to pose to you. Like, what do you wish people knew about therapy? For me, I said that talk, just talking through your day is good because it allows you to get to the deeper rooted issues Mm -hmm. and it's okay if you're just sitting and bitching and complaining about your day or your week because you're still getting to the root issue what do you think people like what if you had to give advice for people like what do you want people to know about therapy I would 100% agree with that um like that's most of the things that we're working on right now um but I would also add like And this is to myself too, because for the longest time, like I went to therapy in college and I was like at a really bad like place sophomore year. So I was like, okay, this like makes sense that I'm going to therapy. Right. 
but then like post that I was like well like I'm not like at the lowest I've been so like I don't really like need to go and like for me also like a lot of my stressors are like with time management and like scheduling so I'm like why would I want to schedule something add something additional to my schedule when that's what's stressing me out but it's like it's worth it to give yourself an hour every week or every other week to just like let it all out so you don't have an explosion or something it doesn't just keep piling up so I just think that you should go to therapy if you have it available to you if you can make it work I know it's not always accessible but it is really helpful even when you think you like don't need it it's good I think it's sad how it's not accessible to people because I literally like 10 minutes before this I was sitting on my phone and there was somebody from my hometown and she was like you know how do I stop being angry about mm-hmm. all the things that happened to her and I was like therapy is the biggest thing that really helped me stop being angry but at the same time it was also like the outside work that I did outside of therapy and she was like therapy is so expensive and I was like you know I know <laughs> it it really is but if you find a good therapist, it can be really worth it. But yeah, it's just, I wish it was more accessible to everyone. And like, I wish there was better options that were accessible, you know, like not like scammy online ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, if they were to ever be like, let's give you a paid ad, I'd be like, I don't care. I don't no. care what you pay. Money is not worth it. That is not worth it. Nope. The horror stories. I'm like, I can't wait can't wait for the docu-series or something <laughs> oh yeah I mean they're always putting new ones on Hulu so it'll come it'll come when people can like break their um oh what do they call it NDAs yes yeah when people can break those yeah that's when we'll know people can start talking I think the stories will come out and they'll be horrible I think so too the other part of you and I having a conversation is like accepting medication so I I'm very open about taking Adderall Um, I take Adderall, I was taking Vyvanse and I take bipolar medication and my, like I said, my doctor was like, Hey, I don't think you have bipolar disorder. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I want you to slowly wean off of your medication. And so I was like, okay. And slowly wean doesn't happen for anyone who has ADHD. That just, no, you don't do it slowly. Mm-mm. And I remember the month of August was just the worst month, but it was also like, I had just gotten my new puppy and all this stuff was happening. But I think a part of it was because I stopped taking my bipolar medication mm-hmm. and it made me think of all those people. And you said something really just, I want to grasp that and bring it back. You said something about, you know, oh, it's working. I don't really need to go. That's yeah. what people say about medication. Like, oh, it's working. I don't, I don't really need to use it anymore because it's working. And it's like, what do you mean by that? Th- those two don't correlate. It's working. So why would you stop taking it? <laughs> it's only working because you're taking it. But yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's right. And I've been guilty of that. I'm like, oh, I don't need to take it anymore. And it's like, girl, <laughs> do you remember last time? You should take it. Just, it's not that big of a deal. Just take the, take the pill. But, I think yeah. it's because you don't automatically notice it's like so I did notice that I would have like more fights with the people around me if I didn't take my bipolar medication the day before I would have a fight the next day 
And I noticed that. And I was like, I'm going to keep, you know, keep that in my little noggin. But when you don't take Adderall or, or Vyvanse or, you know, whatever you're taking for your ADHD, you instantly notice it. Yep. I have heard that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy how like different the different medications react to and how much longer like they take to see effect. Um, Cause like I'm on Wellbutrin and then I have like an on the spot as needed anxiety hydroxine, I think is what it's called. Um, but it was so crazy. Like when I started Wellbutrin, I just started in like June or July. I, oh, I got prescribed it in May and then I did not start them until July. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, like I'm going on a trip. Oh, I'm moving. Like, I don't want to have the side effects of it while I'm like doing these things, which, okay, girl, you were just scared. Yeah. Um, and I went into therapy and she was like, you should really just take them. It's not that bad. And then, so I've been taking them since, but it was so crazy. Like I remember sitting at work and I go to work really early. So it was like 6.30 AM. No one's up yet. No one's like present, but I was like, oh my gosh. I just felt my Wellbutrin like click on like it my chest felt lighter I was like oh my gosh like I don't have this like just tugging at my heart and like feeling like a doom anymore and it yeah. was like it was the craziest thing and then I texted literally everyone as soon as I knew that they were up and I was like oh my gosh mark this in your calendar I feel good and it's worth it <laughs> and it's working I never I never experienced that with any other like medication I'd tried in the past and it was so beautiful that is a really beautiful like experience I don't think anyone who doesn't how many how many I don't I want to know how many people don't suffer from some kind of mental health disorder I would like to actually know the numbers um but for the people who do I don't think people realize like my partner is so like has no mental health disorder as far as I know or anything like absolutely none and I think like explaining things to him is so complicated because it's Mm -hmm. like how do I explain to you what's going on in my head when you yourself don't feel that and they just they can't understand they can't understand and these people and and he's so so understanding it's it's Mm -hmm. it's great but like they don't they feel that all the time that that day that you felt on Wellbutrin they feel that all the time and it's like what right and it's like yeah why can't I be one of those people that just doesn't have to take a pill every day or multiple pills every day just to feel normal but it is what it is we're all different and everyone needs a little help in different areas and it is what it is I'm okay I've had some moments where I've been like I've I've definitely been like I have to be on medication for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. but I know that like it makes me a good partner Mm -hmm. it makes me a good friend it makes me a good family member it makes me a good worker at the end of the day like not taking my Vyvanse or Adderall whatever it totally just affects the entire day it really stresses me out and it's definitely like when you look at the big picture you're like oh I gotta you know deal with this the rest of my life but it's also like okay you know I'm fine taking mm-hmm. it's fine like there's no biggie people take multivitamins all day long like yeah it's the same it really is like an act of self-love like every single day like that you take your medication you're choosing to put your best foot forward you're choosing to 
feel your best and show up to for people that you love and for yourself too first and foremost so that was beautiful it's an act <laughs> of love that was so good I'm sitting here and I'm like okay I'm gushing about that sometimes this old thing works a little bit <laughs> yeah I'm like oh I'm gushing because normally I'm the one saying the therapy stuff on here it was yeah. funny because like I do therapize with a lot of my language that I use mm-hmm. because I've just been in therapy for so long it's like my degree is also educational psychology so you have to also think <laughs> double whammy and I think like now I mean like the content you engage with on social media like I feel like I see it so prevalent too like on like to some capacity so I'm like everywhere I look I'm learning something new and like learning new lingo and like a lot of it is like repeats of things that I've heard from therapists or which is which has been nice because well it's been nice that some people are able to use certain language but it's also been used badly by certain people. Yes. Like people have been using, I think the word like gaslighting. I I saw this in Sister Wives the other day. We'll talk about Sister Wives later. But I saw this in Sister Wives the other day and he was like, Janelle, you're gaslighting me. And Janelle's like, you're gaslighting me. And I'm like, you're saying it wrong for one. Two, also like, no, she's not gaslighting you, but do you think that you know the meaning of gaslighting? You're actually gaslighting her. Yes. No, the gaslighting epidemic is truly, it is so obnoxious. I'm like, it's not all gaslighting, you guys. No. <laughs> like, sometimes people are just speaking <laughs> and you don't agree with them. And that that's okay. <laughs> okay, but Jonah Hill going to therapy. Like... <laughs> evil <laughs> like I saw a comment and it was like or I saw a video it was like this is why men shouldn't go to therapy and it's like I want men in therapy but I also don't want narcissistic men to learn therapized language in yep. order to gaslight their partners and their people around them yes and it's so scary because it's so easy like and then they present themselves as like oh I'm a nice guy Oh, I'm yeah. not like the other guys. Like I went to therapy, like I've done all this. And it's like, you're scarier objectively. Yes. Or and like they're more educated. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll use the language that they have learned to talk down on you or tell you how you should be feeling or how you should be reacting to a certain situation. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> um, you can't control that. And I also know myself. I know my own feelings. I can express them. Thank you so much. Right. 24. I got it. And it, it is sucks because it's like, I think that everyone should be in therapy. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should have a therapist, uh, like truly like, I, I, you know, I was at the Noah Khan concert I the other day and he had said that he was put into therapy because he was on Club Penguin for like, 18 hours of the day I don't know he was on club being going like literally the whole entire time and his parents were like you're depressed that's that's not well <laughs> like you shouldn't be on club penguin for literally hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and that's why he went into therapy and he's like I've been in therapy I think he was like young I think he said like eight or something like that like he'd been in therapy and I'm sitting there and I'm like you know, I, I honestly do want to put my children in therapy. Like, I think it'd be right. so. 
like catch it earlier than or you know what I mean like or have them like learn the skills to cope with what life throws at them from a younger age because I look back at like little me and I was like the first time I went to therapy they were like so when did you first like have the feeling of anxiety and I was like I think I legitimately came out of the womb anxious and like my parents will tell stories and it'll be like hee hee ha ha and it's like girl I was having a panic attack I I was anxious that is like love you guys so much um but that was not good and like to have been able to like put words to what I was feeling would have been very very helpful and I have little sisters that I try to like give them the opportunity now I'm like now I know stuff and if they have questions I can try to guide them and give them advice that I wish I could have had at a younger age I was literally eating my hair in second grade. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was eating my hair in second grade. Like I was just num 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 num. It was it was a little tasty snack in second yep. grade. And she showed me this picture. The teacher did, and she she very old lady showed me a tea like a hairball in someone's stomach because they had had ate so much hair. And I like swear I never took my hair ever again after that. You're like that was it. Thank you so much. I was like, anxiety is not cured. I'll find another coping mechanism. Um, But that did put more anxiety in my heart because now I'm afraid that if I eat one singular strand of hair, I'm going to die. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So there was a quick side note, but this is one of the memories that I like have like engraved in my head. And I told my therapist like the first one, but like I was in the car with my brother and a friend. My mom like ran into the store quick. And my brother cranked up the radio full blast. And I was like, turn on the radio. I can't breathe. And they all made fun of me for like years over it. And I was like, no, like I like actually couldn't breathe. Like that was like not like me being dumb. Like I genuinely couldn't breathe. And that's why like I never went to any high school dances or anything. Cause I was like, why would I put myself in a situation where I'm going to be anxious? Oh my gosh. That breaks my heart. That really breaks my heart. Yeah, high school was like horrid (laughs) I was like yeah no no outside interaction please no you're not wrong my my partner is such an introvert too so like I love like I have a special place for introverts because my natural response is to be introverted because I was raised by an introvert and my more not so natural response to the ADHD is like let's be extroverted and Mm -hmm. I also want to, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, when did I show the first signs of ADHD too? I wonder like what that was, like what the first sign of ADHD was, because I can't sit here and like pinpoint it, but I can pinpoint the first moment of anxiety. That's weird. And I feel like ADHD especially is like, has been coined like something that little boys struggle with more often. So like, that's what all the research is in. And like, so a lot of like women now are like discovering that they have ADHD and they just were never even considered that when they were a child because how that shows up is not the same. Honestly, I knew I had ADHD because of, and, and my, I know some people are going to hate this. I knew I had ADHD when we were sitting there, we were, you just had talked about what shows up on your for you page. I knew that I had ADHD because of the my for you page. Yeah. I think a lot of people like were like, hold up. This yes. is not I thought that this was like just a one-off thing that I did. 
but it's like, oh no, that's a whole, that means something or it could mean something and then you should look into it a little bit more. Someone on my For You page, I wish that I could find this content creator, but someone on my For You page um, had posted a Excel spreadsheet. This thing was the most detailed thing. I still have access to this Excel spreadsheet. It's an Excel spreadsheet of all the criteria of, of, of ADHD and how they found that in their life and then how they dealt with it in their life. It was like the most beautiful Excel spreadsheet. I hate Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> and it was literally like areas of ADHD diagnosis, the criteria, how that's prevalent to your life, how examples of how that's prevalent to your life so that yeah. you can show that to your psychologist. Oh my gosh. That is like so gorgeous. Some people on TikTok, I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> um, you're putting together like a such a great resource for so many people to use and that's so 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 gorgeous it was great because that I was like gosh I hit this criteria which like I like I said I graduated with an ed psych degree so mm -hmm. a lot of like what I was around you know I was around all that stuff but it wasn't until I kind of looked at that excel spreadsheet and I was looking at what's on my for you page that I was mm -hmm. like okay we probably have ADHD yeah we probably have ADHD. So speaking of our for you page, let's let's have a little chit chat. We're gonna take just a quick second and then we're gonna have a little chit chat. There may be an ad, may not. I don't know. It's a surprise. Oh, oh. we'll see. Um, and let's talk about our for you page because that's how I found you. Perfect. So excited. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if there's an ad. There might be an ad. I don't know. Surprise. Um, always remember that if there is an ad, I don't make very much money off of that. Stop telling people to eat the rich because I'm not the rich. <laughs> um, I say that every time because like, don't consider me when you're thinking about eating the rich, which is funny no. because I just did a TikTok thing where I was like giving away free coffee. Yeah, I saw that. And I replied back to like two people because I was like, let me, let me buy your, it was like liquid death or there was like another coffee drink, whatever. And neither one of them replied back. And I was like, uh, do you not want a free drink? Yeah. What the heck? Okay. <laughs> Which I, right. And I wish that like more influencers did that. Like, so do you think of yourself as an influencer? Do you think of yourself as a content creator? That's a great question. I think of myself as a content creator for sure, but I don't know why I think of that differently than an influencer because <laughs> in my brain. Um, so yes, I guess kind of, um, I love making videos. Like I went to school for media and journalism. So I literally like studied video editing for part of my degree and I loved doing that. And I like missed the creative element of that um so that's why I started posting vlogs and I like needed to talk to someone during the pandemic um and like was yeah so I guess I would consider myself kind of a content creator and hopefully hopefully an okay one at that yeah <laughs> but I like being creative and I like the community aspect of it like we would have never met and like it's so interesting like watching you like make your move from across like 
across country and like in places that I've never even been. <laughs> it's just interesting to like, I don't know, make those connections and I'm grateful for them. It is interesting. I had someone today on my Instagram stories ask why I started influencing and podcasting. And at the end of the day, I had just stated that the reason that I feel I do is because I have a story to tell. And in my teeny tiny town, I felt like no one else connected to me. And the reason Mm -hmm. I do it is to build community and to give, even if it's just one person, the ability to connect with somebody else like-minded I think that's why I do content creation and some influencing because like you know I do have some brands that I work with but I I also agree with you on like I don't know if I necessarily call myself an influencer yeah I think there's also like a negative connotation to influencers like because you know when I think of influencers I think of like the maybe big ones that I've quote-unquote like sold out and like whatever I'm not here to talk bad about anyone particular but some of them, it's like, okay, every single video is an ad. Every single video is like unrelatable. I think I think I associate influencers with being like an unrelatable lifestyle. And my whole platform is making a mundane life kind of fun and kind of cozy and comfy. And like, it's not all bad, you know, but it You're, is it's like yeah. jobs. And yeah. I'm here trying my best, but I don't know. It's still good. I, I think that's why I found you to begin with is um, I, I, and you're right. I think that is why I don't consider myself an influencer because I don't think I'm unrelatable. Exactly. I I think that's the like key difference. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was on YouTube, I think the other day or, or today, and I was trying to find videos and I intentionally went past this influencer because I don't like oh Pilates at nine and nails at 11 and martinis with the girls at five I don't like that content no and like that's so great for them if that's that they are able to live that life I personally will probably never be able to live that life nor do I have any desire to necessarily live that life but I don't want to watch that I'd rather watch someone who's like in a similar situation to me or I don't know just relatable and like you're not just like getting like a brand deal and like that's why you're trying to sell a product I don't really like product placements or like ads that much when it's like just every single video I don't know it's just like I'd rather just see someone genuinely like sharing things that they're passionate about and like sharing their life because they want to not because they have to to pay bills or go on a brand trip And I think that's an interesting thing is I do have brands that I do work with, but it's never Mm -hmm. been a brand that I've never not worked with or not bought myself or wouldn't support, Mm -hmm. which is just very interesting because we were talking about, I I wouldn't sell out for BH. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't sell out for BH um, because it doesn't fit my, my personal, like, ideology Mm -hmm. and I think when people do sometimes see ads in my social on my social media I would always hope that somebody would say like okay that's on brand for me like it's not on brand for me to have like Gucci sunglasses and a you know yeah coach purse but it is on brand for me to be like repping American Eagle or making Mm -hmm. a coffee drink yeah no yours 
I never like I always am like okay yes go shy like I'm excited every time I see you have like a partnership because it's like well I consider us like internet friends so I'm like I want to want to see you succeed and like do things that like make sense for you like all of yours I feel like are very genuine and you can tell like when people have like morals and <laughs> when they stick to those morals very evidently so I mean I have an Amazon storefront and the Amazon Prime Day like just happened mm -hmm. there was like another Amazon Prime Day and the last one I I got my my treadmill off of Facebook marketplace yeah. but a lot of people ask for the link for it so I will give like a link to it and unfortunately it's on Amazon whatever yeah but it was the only thing that I marketed during the Amazon Prime days because I don't want to continue into this overconsumption, like consumerism. Mm -hmm. I don't want to continue pushing things. And I've done videos where it's like, would I use this or would I not use this? And I've done videos before where it's like, yes, I've used this product. Yes, I bought this this thing. Yes, I it's it's made my life better or something. And I remember another conversation I had with someone. I do love following trends. I'll be very truthful. I got they're they're trends for a reason like they're cute and they're I don't know yeah I'm a, I'm a trend follower too I'm a trend <laughs> and follower. if I had more money you bet I would probably be following more trends <laughs> but I'm not sitting and pushing like overconsumption. like yes my Stanley is great I own two Stanleys one because I couldn't find the right color and they came out with a 2.0 and the 2.0 is better than the first one I won't lie about that mm -hmm. one um but I don't I go thrifting I thrift mm -hmm. a lot of my clothes. I buy a lot of my stuff on sale. Um, sometimes you can't find a lot of links for my stuff because it's just not possible. I have like a like to know it, but I don't update it. Like I have yeah. all of the influencer stuff, like the Amazon storefront, but I don't push it. And I think the secret that people, if you're listening to this, you need to understand your favorite influencer is not buying this stuff. Okay. They get an Amazon gift card. Or they get a credit card and they return it after they do their hauls. Mm -hmm. That's it. One hundred percent. It's all. It's all just. It's all just a ploy to get people to buy things so they can get some money back and, you know, whatever. If that's how you make a living and you can sleep yeah. at night, you know, whatever. I hope you sleep yeah. at night well because I know you're sleeping on that little silk pillowcase. Robe and on your purple mattress <laughs> <laughs> I know they're sleeping well I know yeah, that. exactly and you you got to sleep in as late as you want you can <laughs> as long as you don't miss your Pilates whatever I've been asked but this question, yeah and you well, said this. I've been asked this question and you said this I have been asked would I do like content creation full-time and the answer is always no no I would not no 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 I 100% like I like making content because I can take a break whenever I need or I can do whatever I want and I can like I took a little bit of break from vlogging this last week because I just like wasn't in the right headspace and that's okay like <laughs> I'm gonna go back to posting regularly tomorrow and it's gonna be great but it's I just want to do it because it's fun for me I don't want to rely on it or like I don't know sell out at any point. I said the reason is because I like my health insurance. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Which is true. I do like my health insurance. I like a 401k. Let's be real yeah. here. Um, 
And it's, it's a numbers game and I don't like, I don't want to play the numbers game. Um, I will say like, so you have a bigger platform than I do and you still don't have like the biggest platform, like mm-hmm. these influencers and you have a bigger platform than I do. And I was much smaller, I think when you followed me mm-hmm. and I always questioned if you have like over like 5k followers, I've always questioned people like, why did you follow me and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, because I play the numbers game too. And it sucks. I hate that I play no. this game. Like I have like the sweetest, she is an influencer right now. And I, she's definitely not a sellout, but um, she has like 350,000 followers mm-hmm. and she follows me and she's, she's always in my comments. She's always like, you know, in, in my Instagram stories or whatever. And she's like the sweetest little peach on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, if you're listening to this, you're the sweetest little peach. But at the same time, I'm also like, why do you follow me? Like I have 3,500 yeah. followers. Yeah. I followed you because I saw your comments. I'm really bad at like checking my like follower list, I guess. Like if I like see someone follow me, I just like clear the notification because I'm like, <laughs> it, whatever. Um, But I think TikTok also got rid of this feature and I wish that they would bring it back, but it used to like show videos on my For You page and it was like follows you. And then like, I think that's how your video originally came up. And I was like, oh, follows me. And then I went onto your page and was like, oh my gosh, like we would vibe. Like we have the same, like similar, like do whatever content, but like make it work and like be engaging I also like because I like studied like video production like I don't like I know what a good video is and I know like how someone like talks on camera is like what's well received and what's not so I just I just base it on like how I vibe with their videos and how I like if I was be genuinely excited to see this on my for you page and that's how I follow people back but I wish TikTok would bring that feature back because I feel like there are a lot of people that follow me that I would love to like connect with, but I just, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so it, bad. It's hard though, because like even reaching, you know, 500 followers, are you going to go through all of those? And like, right? it's like every day, like, are you going to go through it every day? Yada. Mm-hmm. It's just so complicated. And that part is is interesting because I do think other people play the numbers game too mm-hmm. um, of like, oh, you have so many followers and stuff like that. The only thing that I, I am very intentional about is like how many people, not like I can't go over a certain amount of people like following, but like intentionality with like my mutuals. Mm-hmm. That's been the biggest thing for me. I remember following you and the reason, so the reason I followed you is because I really loved the mundane. I really do. I love vlogs. While I love like Emily Kaiser's vlogs, they're also mm-hmm. almost still unattainable. Yeah. Because she's like quiet, luxury, quiet, rich. And you're just like average gal working a nine to five, working an extra mm-hmm. job. And it was like, for some reason, it's just like, good content because it's just like I relate to this person I understand this person this person is working a job just like I am and it's relatable and I just like the vlogs because it was like for me I've always loved reality tv shows Mm -hmm. because you can just follow people's lives and that's what it feels like I'm gonna bring up a point a little bit later so you know keep this pen this a little bit later but 
intentionality with mutuals is very definitely, definitely very important for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have some people that I don't follow, but I like that follow me. I'll see them a lot, like in my comments and stuff. And I will follow, you know, certain people, but the hard part is like, do you follow people that don't make content? Yeah, that's what I've like struggled with too. Um, Cause I think for so long too, like my, well, I was posting on TikTok for like, I started posting on TikTok in January, 2021. And I did not hit a thousand followers until like September of that year. So it was a very like small page and it was like totally fine. I was just going through a breakup, needed to post about it, <laughs> needed to cry online, <laughs> get it out of my system. But then like, I like was following people back, like as they were following me at that time. And now like a lot of those people like don't post content or anything. So I'm like, would I follow them now? I don't know. I don't know. And then like, I also, once more people like started commenting on my videos, like if they commented a lot, I kind of like felt like I owe them something in like not in a bad way but like I appreciate that they're always there so I would follow them back but then I'm like well if you don't make any content does that make me a weirdo I don't know <laughs> I, don't know, I know yeah and that's a challenging part because I do have like some really just like great followers mm -hmm. but they don't create content or they create sporadic content and that's mostly what it is like they'll post a couple videos here and there maybe and that's great. And I'm glad I get to see him. But like, I don't know. Is it is it weird to be mutuals? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm very intentional about mutuals and creating yeah. mutual relationships. I think the other thing is like sometimes because I am smaller, like bigger accounts will follow me. And mm -hmm. I hope that the expectation isn't that I'll follow them back. Mm-hmm. I hope sometimes that that's not the expectation because I've had some bigger accounts that do follow me and I'm like, I, I don't vibe with the content. I have a lot of, and this is no shame to any mother that's listening to this. I have a lot of moms that follow me and it's not that I don't want to follow them. It's just that the content isn't relevant to my life. It's relatable, right. but it's not relevant. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, that is okay. I don't like, I don't need to be seeing content that doesn't like resonate with me personally. And it, it's so hard. Um, I've definitely got my feelings hurt on, yeah. on social media. I got my feelings hurt quite a bit on social media when it comes to mutuals, because it's like, you think that you create like a mutual relationship with people. Um, and then it's not actually a mutual relationship with that person. Yeah, it's especially hard, like, after um you've been, like, commenting back on, like, posts, or, like, if I see a mutual, like, I usually like every single mutual post I see, just because I'm, like, go, go you, like, I don't know, I want to, I don't know, it's not hard to like a, like a video and support, but um then it's, like, oh, what did I say, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. How long have I been just following you? And, like, I don't know, it's just weird. It is. And it, it, it is parasocial relationship. And I talk about this a lot, like parasocial relationships are so complicated. Mm -hmm. um, I love TikTok. I really do. But it creates parasocial relationships. Yes. Yes. And it's also weird, like, 
I forget that people are watching me <laughs> a lot of the time. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm just like posted. Like, so Dramatic Vegetarian was actually my old like Finsta handle back in the day. <laughs> like, so it was a private Instagram that I posted on for like my 16 to 20 friends. And then once I downloaded TikTok in 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm going to skip posting privately and just start posting everything publicly under this handle. And that's fine. And now I forget that like, it's like a public page. Like my boss will like <laughs> not bring up my videos, but like people will talk about it. And then my boss will be like, oh, you post on TikTok. And I'm like, no, I've never, I don't, I don't even have TikTok. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And I'm like the thought of like coming across on, and like some of the people from my high school follow me and I'm like, you're not going to follow back. <laughs> so sorry. But like, it's just weird. I just forget that people have the ability to see me. And that's why I try to be really mindful of like what I share. And like, I don't film any of like my friends without like asking for their permission or like uh, making sure that they see themselves in the video before it's posted. Or I don't know, try to keep a lot of things like private and just like show myself because I'm the one choosing to post it, not them. I don't know. That's what I say to my partner all the time. So my partner's a very private person, like just, mm -hmm. just very, very private. And that's perfectly okay. And I've mm -hmm. always asked permission, like, do you want to film this OOTD? Can I film you? The only time I've ever not asked permission is when I did the date night. Cause I, I don't want to just be like, Hey, I'm recording you. Right. And had, yeah. Had he not liked it, I would have just deleted it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which that video was so sweet. I, I love like seeing like a healthy like relationship uh, representation. It's just really, it's really cute to see. It's so hard because I want to show what a healthy relationship looks like, but I want to continue to keep his privacy. Mm -hmm. And I think the other part of like the parasocial relationships is like, this is, this is the pen that I wanted to bring back. Um, So you sit and you have a camera on you quite a bit throughout the day. Which is very interesting because I made a video before asking like how do people handle that because for me I don't want a camera in like my partner's faces my partner's face my dog's face all day long like how do you record in order to like not have a camera in your face all the time yeah it definitely like took some like practicing and like figuring out how what works for me and for me, I just like film everything on TikTok. I've done it in the past where I've like just set my camera up and then gone back and like edited the video. And that's how like, like Emily Kaiser and like all those people that have like super, super aesthetic videos, that's how they do it, I'm assuming. So they're just always rolling. I don't even have a tripod. <laughs> so, like, I'm just kind of like, whatever works, whatever angle's fine. Um, but so I only record like one second clips usually because my videos are only usually like 60 seconds. Um, my vlogs, I guess. And, and so I just do like quick little clips. And then if I'm with like friends and we're at dinner, I'm like, hey, I'm going to record quick. And I try to make it as quick as possible. I mean, all my friends obviously like know that I like vlogging and like obviously support me. So I try to keep it as minimum as possible. Uh, and I just so then I just kind of like know what the storyline's going to be I'm like okay so this is my last clip I know what I need to shoot next and then I try to get like filler stuff too so I have time to talk if I'm doing a voiceover so I always like film extra and then go back and like edit it if I need more during the end of the day but yeah I just do it all on TikTok and that I think really helps like minimize my time with the camera out and that also helps me like 
I'm not going to like sit and redo the same shot like four times. I'm going to do it on my first one and go. And like, that helps me like, not like hyper analyze what my face looks like or like what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like stare at myself too much and like think about it too much. Honestly, like my content is very, very easy to like put together. Um, but I don't have a lot of time to like be spending editing on it. Unfortunately, I would love to, but my computer also is about about out like I would love to I used to post on YouTube and I would love to do that again um because I loved vlogging long form but my computer won't let me edit anymore so I'd have to do it on like my phone but sounds like hell (laughs) yeah I think people mean well when they make this comment but it's not a comment that I like I guess I take very lightly but a lot of people have asked me like why I'm not on YouTube Mm -hmm. And the answer is simply, I don't want to camera in my face all day long. Like, I don't want to be so, I'm already so attached to my phone. Like, I I will say, like, I over consume social media, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm bad. So I don't want to camera in my face making it 10 times worse. And that's what kind of why I asked you that question, because I know that people mean well, and I love your daily vlogs. I do. Mm-hmm. I love watching daily vlogs, but I think that there's almost like a, how much more access do you want to me? It, yeah. And that's that's almost like weird. Like, do you want a reality TV show of me? Mm-hmm. And I've been asked it multiple times. Like, you know, I've definitely been told. And, and I know they mean well. So if you're listening and you've said this, I know you mean well. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's such a complicated relationship of like, I just, maybe one day, maybe one day I will. Like, I have the time if I have the ability the will to do it but it's like challenging I some some moments are meant to be like private too like whenever I I don't get to see my family very often so whenever I go home like I try to not film like I'll maybe do one vlog when I'm home for like four days because I want to be like fully present and I have like kid sisters and I don't want to like I don't know that's weird uh but Um, but yeah, it's definitely challenging and like, I've gotten much, I've gotten a lot used, more used to it now, but I still am very mindful of like what moments I film, which is why like a lot of my videos, you see the same things, which obviously I'm doing the same things every day, but like, I, you don't see like when Allie cooks dinner for me, I'm not filming her. Allie's my roommate. I guess I should say if she's cooking dinner, like I'm not going to film her. I'm just going to show the food because that's not fair to her to be constantly like, put on put on video when she's not the one doing it so just try to make it as minimum as possible but yeah it definitely is hard and that's why like I have to take breaks every once in a while because I'm like I can't I can't look at myself right now (laughs) okay we're gonna shift gears a little bit um we've got some time so we're gonna shift gears into coffee orders and what you look like based off of your coffee order so Lexi, why would you know what someone looks like based off their coffee order? Well, um, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> I have over a year and a half of barista um, expertise. So I'm currently working as a barista part-time. Um, I love being a barista. Like, honestly, I love coffee. I have a coffee tattoo. No. Um, and I was, I guess I was a barista in college too, but yeah. So this is my, this is my specialty, I would say. <laughs> Okay, so let me 
and just pull up yield Google. Okay. And we're going to look, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up some, some copy orders. Okay. So if someone just orders an espresso, what do they look like? They just order an espresso. I am picturing like an office man <laughs> who needs to like go home and sleep instead. Um, also, like they do need some joy in their life. <laughs> and espresso is just like it's okay to have some syrup and stuff <laughs> in your coffee. But I, I definitely envisioning like a disgruntled businessman. I'm definitely envisioning someone who's like prestigious, like, and they're letting you know it's black. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in leading into just black coffee, what do mm -hmm. those people look like? Though, okay. So actually at my coffee shop, all of September, there was free drip coffee. So I'm like, so over black coffee, <laughs> but um, I usually think of like my grandma and grandpa when I think of like black coffee. Like it's the cheapest thing on the menu, most reliable. And yeah, I just think of like more elders or 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 a pretentious like hipster person who's like just coffee. You know that Scream Queen Queens like audio on TikTok? It's like, I'll take a pumpkin spice latte, extra hot. And yeah. <laughs> seniority to awesome, that one, that is the also the alternative. It's either an elderly person or that person from Scream Queens. Okay, so someone orders a mocha. What do they look like? There's like a mocha latte. A mocha? It, okay, I would say a hot mocha at my old coffee shop. <laughs> there was this lady that got a hot mocha every single day. She was just a blonde, skinny soccer mom. And that's what I'm imagining. And then, but if you're talking like an iced mocha, I'm picturing like a teenager, maybe like that's their first like coffee order because they're like, oh, chocolate, like that's fine. And it is sweet, especially if you get white mocha. So those are the two. I would also agree that if it is a vanilla latte, it also is probably going to be like a soccer mom, like a mom who just doesn't have the time to make coffee at home so she's like yep. hey, you to go yep uh, I feel like hot lattes are soccer mom core yes and I, I that's just how I feel my personal coffee drink is an iced vanilla latte with oat milk so I would say if you drink an iced vanilla latte with oat milk you're really cool and fun and <laughs> like just a good time <laughs> that's so funny okay um a frappuccino of any kind I we we literally they're all the same I okay getting a frappuccino is like my biggest ick because it's so much work to make and it's also like what do you mean you're a grown man and you need a caramel frappe to start your day um uh, I think it's just someone who doesn't like coffee like of any age they're like I'm gonna get this because it's it's coffee but it's not coffee but then they act like they need it to like live and it's like well it's really not that serious it's not that much coffee in it um you should just drink a pop if you want some caffeine right because it's the exact same like caffeine level at that point or I'm like just go get an ice cream cone like an ice the frappuccinos in my opinion don't even taste very good like because when I started I had to try all of the drinks and I I was like it doesn't even taste good 
get an ice cream cone get coffee ice cream if you want <laughs> right okay um somebody orders a macchiato mm. they're definitely just a starbucks girly i think of like the like throwback to the visco girlies um <laughs> who's like trying to order a caramel macchiato and they're going to be very disappointed because a macchiato is not what a macchiato is at Starbucks at other places. Yep. Yeah. Starbucks vacation is just, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, someone orders an Americano. They're actually really smart because it's more caffeine than a latte and you can still add milk and everything and it's usually cheaper. Yep. But I would also, I think of like, um, like a mom or a dad who like just needs some extra sleep at night, a parent. That's the vibe. I used to get Americanos. This I was on an Americano kick this summer and then I... Yeah. <laughs> got lazy um my friend m is probably listening to this she gets a six shots of espresso like she drinks six shots of espresso what does m do what does m look like oh my gosh i am trying to think what a six shot she is either in like college or works in tech or something <laughs> something serious um she does have an emergency job okay so she does have a job that requires emergencies okay so that makes sense yep when I first started boosting in college they didn't train me properly so I got five shots in my drink normally in college um and so I didn't know that that wasn't normal so I was giving people like an extra shot in every single drink so if they were getting an extra shot they were getting six six shots of espresso in every beverage because I didn't know any better and I'm so sorry to all those people that probably um couldn't sleep that was on me okay that's all the coffee orders that I'm gonna go through um to end on on this note what are we consuming like, what is it? Like, what are our current books, TV shows? Like, what are we consuming? Um, I'll go first. It's Sister Wives. Um, I'm consuming Sister Wives a lot. But I'm also watching a lot of vlogs on YouTube. Um, so I've been consuming quite a bit of, of vlogs. And then books. I'm actually reading the, like, everything I know about love, life, whatever. Yeah. By, like, Dolly... Hardington yeah and then also the book everything or this was meant to find you I believe it's like a poetry book it's so good okay I have um everything I know about love like saved in my goodreads so I should read that I like it as someone who like finds it really hard to like engage in books it's a really good book okay that's good to know um what am I consuming currently uh well for a book I'll go on that first <laughs> I went to a hockey game this weekend backstory the first hockey game I've been to since high school and I immediately got home and was like I have to download a hockey romance book <laughs> oh my gosh stop that was so controversial on TikTok for a hot minute too I know I know so I but I was like oh my god 
watch like hockey and like learned a lot about hockey. Um, so I just read, I literally downloaded it yesterday and finished it today, but it was called like Behind the Net or something. It was fine. It Kindle books are like not good, but they're like they're easy to read and like I I love a romance book. That's what can I say? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like a cheesy romance. We're not talking like sexy romance. I'm talking like exactly. cheesy romance. Like Huh. The, the Emily Henry tropes yeah every time I when I read Emily Henry books like my feet like I'm kicking my feet like I'm, really? I'm I'm blushing like I'm like this is the delusion that's going on right now in my head is concerning <laughs> this is not your real life why are you why are you blushing no I'm in, oh sorry <laughs> I love her um but yeah I like a, I like a cheesy romance always um so I just read that and it was it was good it was fine um quick read and then for tv Allie and I again my roommate Allie have been watching The Mentalist which is like an old crime show it's on max and it is so good um we there's like an overarching killer um throughout the entire sh- show and that's like what he's trying to reveal this entire time and the killer's like so smart he keeps being like one step ahead of this really really smart detective um and they just revealed who the killer was so we were like uh, on the edge of our seats (laughs) and old tv was like so so incredible because it was like seven seasons 24 episodes a season Uh, it's it's like we're gonna be watching this until our lease is up like there's so much content now it's like two seasons maybe I know it's not enough like sister wise is like 18 seasons and I was like I was kicking I was kicking my feet I was like oh my god I'm setting up some popcorn this is about to be good is it over now or is it still going it is still going they're recording um essentially like sorry I don't want to give spoilers Mary leaving mm-hmm. um I didn't know there was like tea you know by now like they they all leave like all but yeah. one wife leaves so they're recording that and it's not up to date I think it's like I want to say 2022 no yeah I want to say it's 2022 is what they're recording recorded up to but um yes I also be kicking my feet giggling when I see a tv show and it's like like pretty little liars like let's talk about that like oh my god like so many episodes oh I love and it. like, thank you. I also like am notoriously bad at not finishing shows. Like I, if I wasn't watching The Mentalist with Allie, I'd be like, okay, we're done now because I know who the guy is, but I'm going to try to really hard to finish this. But, um, who I've been, I've been consuming a lot of like commentary videos on YouTube. That's like my favorite, but, um, Mike's Mike just posted a review. Do you watch Mike's Mike? No, I don't. He's so good. Um, so that's great for people that can't commit to finishing a show because he like recapped the entire Pretty Little Liars, which I watched his videos maybe seven times. So I should have just watched the show. But he just did a review on the pilot episode of Screen Queens that I watched. And now I'm like, I have to watch more. And then um, this other girl, I think her name's Carly. I can't remember her last name. Just did a recap of Riverdale season one and two. And a little lore about me is I was obsessed with Riverdale um in college like to the point where I made all my friends watch the Heather's musical episode every single time we had a sip of alcohol uh, 
but I was eating it up. <laughs> so excited when I saw that video. I was like, I'm gonna watch it every single day, and I'm probably gonna make all my friends watch it with me because I love the show controversially. <laughs> that's how I feel about Bojack Horseman. Okay, we don't have much time. Um, that's how I feel about Bojack Horseman. Uh ooh, I just if I'm depressed, know that Bojack is on. Um, anyways, thank you, Lexi, for being on. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate the conversations you have. I feel like I was just like sitting here having a little coffee chat with, with yeah. my little Lexi. Yes. No, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice. You're so easy to talk to and like have made this whole process like so amazing. So thank you so much. All right, everyone. Until next time.